So here we have essentially God giving us a command. And Friesen makes the point, if, if there had been a tree from which we were required to eat of, if there was a tree that we absolutely must eat of, it would have been inside the moral circle. It would have been inside that one, but it would not have been within the smaller reasonable freedom circle. It would have been moral, but not necessarily within our freedom to not eat of that tree. Continuing on in the thought, Deuteronomy um, 14.26 is a scripture I enjoy because it says, use the silver to buy whatever you like and then eat in the presence of God. It's like saying, use your reasonable freedom, but then come on back. You know, so come, and above all, pro- probably my favorite is the woman in 1 Corinthians 7.36-40. through 40. This woman is, it says, a woman is bound to her husband as long as she lives. That's a moral exclusive command, that we are to be the husband or wife of one other individual. But if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes. So moral law was standing. However, now we've introduced choice. And, but he must, be, he must belong to the Lord. So that's the reason we've got that dotted line, is we have, is it moral? Is it wise? Then we we begin to see the trend. Now, maybe that slide didn't exactly help you. You know, so the last slide might have left you asking, all right, where exactly is the line? I mean, what is there exactly a, a blessing for? Because it could be right, it could be wrong, it could depend. Not all decisions are black and white. So where is there a blessing? I love this question, is there, what can be blessed in life? What can you pray for in life? Well, a sewing machine, as the Taylor Model Dumb Zoil from Fiddler on the Roof found out, can have a prayer. So, have, you seen, have we seen this movie, Fiddler on the Roof? All right. In this movie, there's a young tailor, and he receives a sewing machine in his small little village. And the rabbi happens to be walking by, and the rabbi comes in to see all the commotion, and the, you know... Uh, the tailor is, Rabbi, is there a prayer for, the, for a sewing machine? And the rabbi in his little sage old voice is like, there is a prayer for everything. And he prays in Hebrew and walks out. Now the neat thing is, a supposed translation of the prayer in the movie is actually him praying in Hebrew, may it be the will that the divine presence should rest on the hands of your work. And I think that's just kind of neat. So as long as it's not someone else's, as long as it's not someone else's car, as long as it's not someone else's job, as long as it's not someone else's baby or pet, then I think we have, we've been wise in our choices and we've been wise in our, uh, our decision-making. You're within the reasonable freedom to do whatever you please. Um, I believe it's God's will at that point. Um, you know, in fact, let's look at wisdom. What does wisdom mean when I talk about making a wise choice? There are a lot of ways to look at the discussion of wisdom. Wisdom, where there is no command, God gives us freedom, gives us wisdom to choose. Here's the deal. Wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. Um, We've got to make that clear right out the the gate. True wisdom is like an apple. You're going to have a core. You're going to have this moral belief. You're going to have an absolute truth to, to, to wisdom. However, the further you get away from it, the less solid the matter is going to become. Um... There's a false dichotomy between, a false uh, belief between wisdom and knowledge. Okay, the acknowledgement 
of this distinction between knowledge and wisdom can be traced back all the way to James and, and James and the apostle James who wrote, you believe there is, uh, you believe that there is one God? Good. Even the believe, demons believe that and shudder. And that's in James 2.19. So both knowledge and wisdom, they're not synonymous with each other. It's entirely possible for you to be knowledgeable of a certain belief, even to be knowledgeable of God, as James had put it, and be immediately dubbed unwise. Um, So James is challenging his readers, as I am. I challenge myself to go deeper than something of just belief, of knowledge. It's, It's necessary in order to be truly wise to really begin to get to the core of it. For example... Someone specializing in like med- medieval leeching, you know, the practice of bleeding a person in order to cure them of a disease. That's a great knowledge, but you'd be simultaneously dubbed a fool if you tried to practice it in today because of medical advances in science. And so we have this idea of wisdom versus knowledge. So when we make choices, um, we, need to, we need to approach that in, in such a way that it doesn't, it's not just knowledge but it goes far deeper than that to it it is based off a truth a moral absolute and that is you know this is going to be your your best place for that so is it moral is it wise you know wisdom applied is our head knowledge is useless on the battlefield knowledge stamped on the heart is what makes one wise that's a quote by beth moore my favorite quote though is probably aw tozer when he says sanctified common sense and when you make a choice, I just thought that was a really unique way of, of you know, stating that, the fact of making a, a decision. So is it moral? Is it wise? Wisdom for making decisions. The Old Testament teaches wise decision-making by its wisdom books. Um, for example, you know, uh, wisdom has the advantage of giving success. Uh, Jesus commands his servants to be as you know, wise, as, to be as shrewd as serpents. Uh, the apostles model wisdom in their decision-making. We thought it best. Um, perhaps the best example of a scripture that shows making an unwise choice is Luke 14, 26 through 33. Um, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all will see it and mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to war against another does not sit down and first consider whether he is able with his 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20? Or else, while the other is still far off, he will send a delegation and ask for peace. I'm just giving you examples of you know making a wise choice. Moses, David, Solomon... All great men of the faith that had to make choices, wise, had to be wise in their choices. And sometimes they weren't, and we saw the consequence and penalty of that. So, um, be lovers, be, uh, be doves to moral will, be shrewd as serpents in your freedom, and seek God's will. You know, when seeking God's phrases, this isn't, phrases like seeking God's will, or not being, not feeling called, those weren't found in the vocabulary of the disciples. What I see as I read the scriptures is phrases in First Thessalonians 3, 1 through 2, thought, we thought it best, or thought it best. In Philippians 2, 25 through 26, it says, I think it necessary. In First in Corinthians 16, 3 through 4, it seems advisable. Um, 2 Samuel 18, 1 through 3, whatever seems best to you, I'll do. I see people working out of the 
working out of God's moral will, God's moral law, making wise choices out of personal conviction, out of we thought it best, we thought this would work. So, um, so is it moral, is it wise, then do whatever you please. For the soul trained in love to God will do nothing to offend its beloved. Personal preference. All right. If you were on my side to this point, you might not be after it. So <laughs> this is where I might rub some of y'all a little bit. And I just, I, I see a principle here that I want to I talk about. I worry about the frequency which we as Christians capstone our decisions or stonewall our decisions by saying God told me or I felt called. Um, I fear that we might, I really do fear that we might intentionally be misleading people to believe that their relationships aren't as strong or as healthy as they really are. My fear is that as we capstone or try to put every decision we make under a, a quote, call or God telling or the spirit telling, that you will somehow lead people to go, well, why don't I have a direct line to God like that? Why does he have that? And I'm, I'm really, that, that's the crux of, it really changed my life when I tried to get away from that. I do believe that there are callings in life. I do believe that God at times specifically directs us. But we have to be careful. We have to stop pretending like we have some sort of red phone in our office directly to God and take responsibility for our actions. We really need to be careful about branding all our choices with God told me because maybe that's just an excuse or maybe that's just a way for you to escape the fact that you don't want to have to take moral responsibility for your actions, that you don't have to even be wise. You can essentially brand a decision that's unwise with God called me and then no one can touch you. No one can come at you and make you have to think and constructively approach the situation. So as much as I say love God and do whatever you please, I think you see where I've come to today is that we have, to be, we have to be moral and wise in our choices and take ownership. Not all decisions are callings. Not everything in life is going to be a moral um, a decision that requires God's condol- uh, condolence. Or, uh, go, go ahead. I mean, should I, marry, you know, should I marry this Christian person? Should I refinance my home? Should I go to war? Should I build a tower? I don't know. Should I buy a Camry? Well, let's see. Let's see, uh, floods, famines, hydrolevitation, resurrections. I don't see it in there. I just don't see that choice in here. So, oh wait, oh, oh that's right. Jesus and his disciples were in one accord. All right, it was a pretty tight fit. So, <laughs> truly a miracle. All right, you get the point. I'm not trying to come down on us but I, too harshly here, but I'm just saying like, there's a real principle here that I, I've laid hold of, and it's helped me, it's helped my life that we just need to be, we need to watch um, what we say and do in the name of God. And um, so, is it moral, is it wise, then do whatever you please. Let me bring it together for us. I do believe in the, in, the, in the sovereignty of God. I do believe that He is a divine creator of all, that He is in, 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 all, in things, in and through all things, he, is, he both knows, um, as Matthew ten nineteen says, not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without the Father knowing. So I do believe that, that we have that kind of a God. And he gives us moral choice. He says, I want, there are certain choices 
that are moral absolute. I talked about God's moral absolute. There are certain things that we as, as Christians are not allowed to do because it is the moral will of God that we function within those parameters. Now, is it wise? Um, when wisdom has been applied, I think the choice is yours. If you're not doing, if you ask yourself, is what I'm about to do moral? If it's, if it is, if it's moral, if it's within the boundaries, then you move on to, is this the best time? Is this the best way? Is this, am I wisely approaching the situation? Then do whatever you please and God's going to honor that. You essentially go from good, better to making good, better and best choices as opposed to going, am I going to miss the will of God or am I going to not, or am I going to hit it? And so hopefully it brings a level of reasonable freedom into your life. Um, because that's, for, that's what you've been called to. We have all been called to freedom. Galatians 5, 13 uh, through fi- uh, 15. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in one commandment. Love your neighbors as yourselves. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So... This diagram, is it moral? Is it wise? If you approach a a choice, any choice in life, from the morality of God's word and base it upon wise, sound convictions, then I think you are well on your way towards setting yourself up for God's absolute will. And that is where you, you can do whatever you please because it's both moral, it's wise, and it's going, to bring God, it's going to bring honor and glory to God and peace to your life. So at that point, the X moves into the center. And that center, that everyone wants to be in the center of God's will. You're there. You're there. And so that is the freedom. I hope that is the freedom that, that you can walk away with a new mentality of approaching life and making choices and never again have to lay on on uh, you know on the bed of self-doubt and just st- and you know stare at that ceiling and just go oh am i in the will of god you can be right there because you've loved god and you're you're trained you you know his word and you will you will do nothing to offend your beloved god when done out of morality and wisdom and you can make a personal choice Love God and do whatever you please. For the soul trained in love to God will do nothing to the one to offend the one whom is beloved. That is what I leave with leave you with today. So I'm gonna <clears throat> pray for us and I'll have the worship team come back up while I'm praying. And yeah, let's pray. God, I just thank you for this time to come up and uh, preach your word and share my heart and just I hope that uh, we walk away here released and relieved that uh, that when we approach you when we approach your choice life with morality and 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 apply wisdom to it that that whatever we choose to do in life will please you and that we never have to leave, live under the the umbrella of fear and doubt and that when Satan comes to us and questions our motives, we can go, it was moral, it was wise, and I'm going to do whatever I please and you cannot stop me, Satan. So sit back and enjoy the show because I have made a choice that is not going to offend my beloved.
Lord, just let us walk in that freedom. Amen.